What's that behind you, though? Dude, look at our garage. Like, is that where you are? <laughs> yeah, I'm in my garage in the same place I always am. It looks like a boogie board and a butt it's mattress. A, it's a stack of rafts. Yeah. Uh, some helmets. We had. So here's what happened today at the Spade House. Um, there was a photo shoot here. Oh. Uh, the Ho- Hollywood Reporter came over with the, with the photographer and a bunch of people to do it. They're doing a piece on J.C. Hayes. Who's my wife? What? Oh. Yeah, they're doing a piece on JC. Wow. Women who married beneath them is the oh. title of the piece. <laughs> I love reading that. <laughs> no, but what's the yeah. what's the how on the Hollywood Reporter? What's the angle? It really it's it's the women of gaming and the lamos uh, that they uh, fund. No, it's. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Rob's like no. <laughs> women who could have done better. Mm. Um, it's mm. uh, it really is about women in gaming and executives and. You know, female executives and how they balance uh, being executives nice. while also having children. Um, yeah, so it's great, but it, it meant sort of cleaning up the, the Sanford and Sons yard we got mm. out there. So we had a, the boys and I here. So you see, like, there's a table on its side right there. Like, <laughs> this place is just packed. And this is this part. This is what you can see. Like, over there, there's like furnishings and all kinds of crap. That's awesome, um, though. Did you did they interview you? Do a picture of you? No. <laughs> Come on. No. Really? It's 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 all about JC. It's a whole big thing on JC. But it's really cool. Reporter, she's married into Hollywood. You're Mr. Hollywood. I'm not sure Hollywood looks at that way. I think. Mm. Uh, Come on. Background artist Richard. Spates, the way Kurt uh, Fuller describes you. It's like <laughs> stepping on. How does he describe me? Remember he was saying like stepping on heads to get <laughs> to get high. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You, you'll do anything. <laughs> anything. God, he was funny. Kurt, so funny. So um, but yeah, it was really, it was a very cool, uh, uh, Machete's going to have a nice spread. Jesus. In the Hollywood Reporter, no less. How yeah. legit. Yeah. She was quoted in the New York Times last week. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For what? Something about, uh, I didn't see the quote because JC tells me about these things later down the road. And I'm like, what'd you say? She's like, I don't know. Um, but something about, uh, gaming in the lockdown era, I think, I don't think it had to do with women. And I don't think it was a female centric piece. I think it was about the impact of gaming during lockdown, which is, you know, skyrocketed in, in value because it's one of the few places where kids can socialize. They put on their headphones. They talk to their buddies. Can't talk to their buddies at the gym, you know, shooting hoops or at the playground. Can't even go to the gym anymore. No. no, I mean they can't do any of that stuff, but they can get on and have a laugh. And, and and it was talking about how a lot of families that used to be anti-gaming families are now kind of leaning into like, okay, mm-hmm. I hear mm-hmm. my kid on there with his buddies, laughing for half an hour. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a a relief. Yeah. So people are are much more amenable to the to gaming, and nice. uh, consequently. It's got a, a bigger footprint, but it's also got a bigger responsibility, I think, to, you know, a little bit. So she was talking about that. Cool. It's my, it's my main social. Yeah. Uh, right. Socializing with my friends. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, that's for sure. Yeah, Fortnite. Well, yeah. guess who's in the waiting hey. room? Hold on. Let me, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Go ahead. Guess. Gary Oldman. Yes, that's so strange. How did you know that? I switched the talent today. I wanted to surprise you, and I, I had a hunch. No, our talent um. today. Well, cue music, 
Rob. Hey, hey, what's going on? Rob and Rich are the kings of Khan. Live from Fartoon Studios and wherever Rich is, it's Kings of Khan, the podcast. This week's guest... Kings of Khan. Matt Cohen! Our talent today is Matthew Joseph Cohen. I don't know if I knew that. Jojo. He's an American film and television actor and host, I will add. Best known for playing young John Winchester, the, the Archangel and the Archangel Michael in Supernatural. Aiden Dennison on the teen drama series South of Nowhere. And of course, Griffin Monroe on the ABC Daytime Soap General Hospital. Also, not on here, right? Uh, his work on Entertainment Tonight. You know him, you love him. Our friend, Mr. Matthew Cohen! Yay! And Mandy Musgrave is wife. Oh my God. Hi. Hi. What's up? Dude, I don't think I've ever seen an image of the inside of your new spread, man. Me either. Well, well, that's for a reason because I don't want you to think, you know, you could just mosey on over here and get comfortable when you want. You must ask first. I might give you a tour. We'll Uh, just decide. Post-COVID. Now, let me ask you this. When you're framing up the shot, did you go, okay, I'll just be right at at the top of the Emmy. Uh, down the ladder, <laughs> like he's be well right done. there. Shot? That's so- <laughs> you notice, you know- obviously. It perfectly centered it. It is pretty shiny. I wonder, can we zoom in on that actually? Yeah, now, Rich, you, could, you, Rich could well go, you could go get yeah. it. Is that for ET? And bring it down. That is for ET. No, guys. he actually can't. Yeah, I actually. Oh, that's right. You can't. Actually, I can't oh, do it. Oh, dude. Yeah, I, guys, it's been the ugliest week in Matt Cohen's life, and it was the greatest weekend ever. And uh, yeah, so I know you guys. I saw the tweet earlier. Um, I look forward uh, the Loud and Swain tweet. I don't know if that's you, Rob, that sent that Loud and Swain, or if it's Stephen. But it basically said, "Can't wait to get back on the road so we can keep the uh, don't skip Matt jokes." Uh, right, 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 right. That was not me, but that was an accurate joke from what I hear. Okay, that's good to know. So I'll just cut holes in the drummer's drum set. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, we've been itching for a reason to fire Norton for about that's seven true. years. So you, just, you know what I'm saying? So just for uh, listeners Matt, who may not know this, Steve Norton, of course, the drummer of the band Loud and Swain that I'm lead singer of. Right now we're looking at a picture of Matt Cohen and his lovely wife Mandy, and behind them is a ladder that goes up. Really the only thing behind them is a ladder that goes up to an Emmy. <laughs> Which you won for entertainment tonight, which is fantastic. And Matt, yeah. The crazy thing is like, I'll make sure I don't frame it out. Um, The crazy thing (laughs) is, is that you don't feel like you earn it when all of a sudden Emmy comes to you, right? So I work with this team of amazing producers and content getters and hosts at ET. And they're like, oh, wow, like we're nominated and boom, we win. And then. You know, you get the little envelope in the mail that says, hey, for a for a sweet 650 bucks, you could get your actual own trophy. Uh, <laughs> they don't tell you that on TV. Hey, daddy would cut that check in a, in a New York second. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I said, you should have told me before because I'd have bought one a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. really? <laughs> Dude, that's, that's so cool. So what does it say on the base? Like, what does the, the placard say? Wait, let's let Manny's going to go get it. Uh, She's climbing up the ladder. There you go. Uh, Looks is, right is, up there, Ma. is there anything else up there? Yeah, there's like 20 awards for Mama Bear, and uh, <laughs> Andy's got an acting award right there. Nice. Awesome. It's the award cabinet. Best actor nice. from a TV show we did together. 
It yeah, says, cool. says my name. 2019 to 2020 Daytime Emmy Awards, Outstanding Entertainment News Show, Entertainment Tonight, syndicated Matt Cullen correspondent. There you go. Ooh. That's fantastic. Look at Dude. that. That wow. is so great. Wow. It's uh, it Impressive. Was extra- it was extraordinary. And you know what? Like, Whenever I stop and think, what does that mean to me? I just grab the receipt and I look at it. That <laughs> means you know, I know exactly. Six hundred ones. That's uh, look. I'm going to take you back to uh, you two youngsters meeting on South of Nowhere, however many years ago. Yeah. If you could have flash forwarded to your wife was climbing the ladder in your estate to grab your Emmy, I think you would go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we done okay. I have something for you. Hold on, stand by. Watch this. So in we are in the. Not oh. a, look at this. Look at this. Oh. Wow. So he's showing us right now the posters from, is that from the show? That's the, our very first two posters from our first oh. two series regulars South ever. of Nowhere. They were both series regulars. Hey! And there's, there's their offspring. Look at that. The, the two posters that where they met and now. And then the child they, they, the child received. That they received. So right. it's all weird, and I hope everybody feels equally as uncomfortable watching and listening to this. No, please. They don't. I've got, They're all turned on. I've got uh, the sidekick right here. Richard has the jerk behind him. We're all. I've got a, Yeah, I got a jerk and a bunch of rafts. Corporate's um, up there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I don't have. I, I got. Uh, I got. I have Band of Brothers right there. Nice. All right. Wait, wait to name drop, but go ahead. Continue with the podcast. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Did your Emmy get in the way of me oh. saying Banner Brothers? <laughs> something to pop Did you pop sprain up. your Emmy? Uh. I put this in a koozie that I actually wanted to show you guys because you should probably know this. Can you see that? Leo Carrillo. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah, Beach. the State Beach. Yeah, it kind of burned down. Oh, wow. Way to one up me. Too. Ooh, wow. Sorry. I got my I got my Dick Jr. in the volunteers. And, and you know what? The color of it, that absolutely peaceful, loving orange really opened. Yeah, it really soothes yeah. the soul, doesn't it? <laughs> We're talking about Rich Bate had a uh, solo uh, record, and all the merch that he made was a bright orange that you'd <laughs> Traffic <laughs> cone orange. The kind, yeah, the it. kind you'd wear to not get shot while hunting deer yeah, <laughs> yeah i have a I have oh, no a what's he pulling out well, i'm gonna i'm getting a beer but i gotta get oh. my koozie for it i realize i gotta so because i don't want to be left out so i'll be right back yeah, yeah. well we figured we didn't we didn't want to leave him left out that's why we brought beers rob you know i thought he would have one but way to let me down robbie <laughs> tina holy smokes now that mr talkative's gone how are you guys <laughs> we're good we're good it's so good to see you guys um we we I know I was like uh, I'm so excited to get you on to finally yeah. have you on this podcast. Um, what you look really well groomed, like for 2020. Have you been making it to the barber? Me? Yeah. Uh, I, I, you look good. I Rob. got a haircut. Yeah. I yeah. grew my own face, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Yeah. Your hair, you have like a, is it a natural ombre or? Yeah, you... see, I haven't made it to the hair salon. Okay. So this is, my roots went out to there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this color feels better <laughs> about this situation. It's good though. Two yeah, colors. Yeah. I, I went with a, like a red orange rather than trailer park bleach blonde grown out. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Which, which is fine with me too, but <laughs> I make my husband do it in the living room and then I call him a uh, salon bell and, yeah, and make him <laughs> so many. cut my hair. Nice. I tried cutting Tyler's hair and, uh, and now he has a shaved head. So yeah. it's oh, wow. good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not looking good like your hair, Rob. Well, thank you. Matt, do you, so do you cut Mandy's hair? 
I have cut a couple of times. I, I'm, I'm careful. I listen to the directions. I probably wow. try not to get a divorce out of it. You know how it <laughs> I, I like panicked in the middle of 2020, so I chopped it all off, and then it started growing out like a mullet. <laughs> it needs it again. We were just saying it earlier until it grows back out of looks it. Looks good. You always look good. It looks Both good. Of you guys. Yeah. yeah. Guys, 2020 has been a fun one, huh? Oh, oh man. Well, it's the word. One of my favorite things great. about 2020. What's that? Rich, is Rich in Oregon now? No, no I'm back in LA. You are, you are. I know, I look like I'm being held captive in a storage facility, <laughs> but I'm actually in... Right out of Oregon, yeah. <laughs> Man, I did not I did not want to leave Oregon. I'll tell you that right now. No, did not want to go. Uh, had to come back uh, because I was lucky enough to direct an episode of Lucifer, so it was good to come back for work. Yes. Uh, but thought I was going to go right back until JC called two weeks deep into me being gone and said, the kids are going nuts and I'm going nuts for the kids. Uh, we're driving back. Separate. And I said, are you sure? And before I got the err out, the engine had started and she was driving back. <laughs> um, so they came back two weeks deep into my uh, prep and shooting. And then we're back. We are back. And I keep looking for certain things. I'm like, JC, where's the blah, 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 whatever it might be. And she's like, I, I left it there. Like she just kind of half packed. Get like she was on the lamb <laughs> and just got out of there. And Frank Spade, everybody. Hey, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Won't you give me that? Won't you give me that? Won't you give me that Frank talk? Yeah. Hey, hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, buddy. Here, you got to step forward. Hi. Hey, Frank. Hi. What's happening, buddy? What? Did you come here to keep this interesting and replace your father? Uh, no. Yes, you did. Just say yes. He can't hear anything we're saying. Yes. <laughs> what do you hear for your dad? Ask him for some money for takeout food. You wanted to order pizza tonight. I'll give you my address. I hate pizza. Oh. Come on. You hate pizza? Well, Frank. Yeah, I don't like pizza. Frank, what's your, what's your favorite takeout I'm lame and order in a lot. What? Oh, what's up? What? Oh, we gotta listen to this. I know. Come on, put the put oh, yeah. the butt on. Oh, what's for dinner? I don't know. I just told you guys. Almost think about what, we, what you want to order. We're ordering. Almost, oh, yeah. almost every but podcast. Not this. Every time. Every. Talk to your brothers about it. Every podcast he comes in, and every time it's what's for dinner. What are we doing for dinner? Yeah. Every time. I mean, every GD oh. time I sit down for five minutes. There's a food question. <laughs> I love um, it. I love that he's like, oh, oh he's back. Wait, 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 wait. What's up, bud? Did Maddie and Max get back to you? No. Oh. I love that. I... There's a reason Richard. why God made him cute. Richard, I love that, that he comes in and he's like, um, what was I was going to ask? Because he asks, he has the same thing every time. It's like a sitcom. He's like, what was that thing? Oh, yeah, what's for dinner? Because <laughs> that's always right. the question. Now that he's gone. Um, okay, so guys, this takes me. What do you have? Yes. Oh, there you go. My spades. My spades. What, are, what are we drinking? Are we allowed to product place at all with our beers? Does sure. It, it doesn't matter to us. Maybe we'll get an endorsement. I'll, I'll, I'll write a theme song. We talk about this beer, and I love it. Um, oh. I should try it. It's like an organic Eel River. I think it's a Northern California beer. Yep. But it is a—it's a really good IPA. I know you guys are fond of the IPA. Nice. What is the what is the brand called? It's Eel River. Eel River. Okay. I'm drinking a Stone IPA right now from San Diego, California. <laughs> I need to go um, grab a beer. Yeah. All right, go get it. Don't Bobby. talk about anything interesting. 
Okay. Boring stuff, boring stuff. Um, Let me ask you, have you had, now when you went to shoot Lucifer, did you have a 100% crew back as far as participation goes or are some of them still stuck at home? No, we had everybody. Okay. We, we had the group. I, I think that, you know, I was doing the second episode of the season and, and you know, I believe things have occurred in my absence uh, since I left, but, you know, I, it, it's just... It's one of those things where you try to be a good sport about it. It makes the job tough, but it makes it tough for everybody. So it's a level playing field. Yeah. You know, it's 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 like lockdown. Lockdown sucks for everybody. You know, like whatever we're doing for COVID is tough universally. So trying to to do your job, whatever your job is on a set, being the makeup person, being um, the DP, being a grip, being a PA or directing or acting, it's all very different. And then you got the COVID guy yelling at you, you know, when you're trying to adhere to the the newness. Right. <laughs> uh, it's especially it's hard uh, doing the uh, doing the the rehearsal with a mask on. I I find that it's kind of an odd thing because you're rehearsing with the mask on, then you yell action and take the mask off. But it's like, does COVID know <laughs> the difference? You know what I mean? Windsor yeah. rehearsal. Yeah. You guys had to quarantine for two weeks, correct? In Vancouver, Rob did. Yeah. Rob went to finish Supernatural. And it was two weeks. Yeah, 14 days. Did they have someone bringing you groceries or were you able to leave and get your own food? No, I, I couldn't leave. Uh, the Canada was monitoring me, like on your phone. Uh, oh. And so, uh, no, I, I ordered in. They didn't give us groceries, but I, I just had ordered. You know, you can oh. order everything with, you know. I was wondering how that would work. I know. I was kind of expecting, like, maybe production would drop off you know, sack of groceries, right? That would be nice. <laughs> not so much, not so much. As far as I'm concerned, it sounds like a fantastic uh, two weeks to spend with yourself. It's it, was, it, was, it was interesting, that's for sure. So Matt, what about Entertainment Tonight? What's the What are the protocols there? Um, well, see, we're a little different than you guys. So we have a huge production staff, several several producers and um, senior producers, lots of, lots of people in the office, like more like a CNN newsroom is what our studio action looks like. And then all around, you have all these people. Sorry, I got a squeaky chair. Um, so you have this beautiful stage that we film stuff in the middle. And then all around is like people working on desktops, computers, and in offices. So we have about, uh, you know, I don't know, I would say 20% of our staff back. We do have, you know, the COVID agents on top of us all Are the they time. Still doing the yeah, they have, you know, we have a mask. And when I walk on stage, a guy has to follow me with a plastic you know like tupperware bin for me to put my anything that comes off my body has to go in a locked bin and then go away does everyone get their own bin everyone gets their own bin um as far as the the hosts you know we have a couple of hosts that work together we can't stand you know they're adamant about us keeping social distance on stage so right you know we're shooting around it a little bit but we're also owning into it and so we have like you know we let the footage roll like when i get off stage and you see me take one step out of the frame the guy's there, put your mask on. He's holding my mask and is in the thing. Like you can't take another step without it. So we, we kind of let it ride out. So people understand. That's good. It's kind of an example to people, yeah. you know, that everybody's in this together type. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get, I get tested. I'm tested every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. If I do something out and about, which has been extremely minimal to keep it safe, obviously we're trying to do everything we can to open the world back up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want it more than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but so I went to talk with um, uh, a comedian and host, Lil Rel Howery. 
he's hosting a new show called Small Fortune, which is actually a really, really funny show. I won't spoil it for you because it's embargoed for a little while. But just to talk to him, I had been tested earlier that day. And just to get in within six feet from him, I had to get two more rapid tests within 30 minutes of seeing him to make sure. And I hadn't seen anybody. Like, I stay in an office by myself. I do Zooms by myself in an office. I... They built an ADR booth in my office so I could do all the voiceovers for the pieces that I do. It's very, while it feels like when you watch it, like, oh, everybody's interacting, we're not. We're making mm-hmm. it feel that way, but it is. It's very detached and you know, sad in a way, but also promising and uplifting in a way because we're doing it and that's what Hollywood's good at, right? Mm-hmm. Hollywood has been so beautiful and so, and so like the front of the line as far as we got to get back to work and we got to figure out a way to put content out there to keep people at home, to keep them satisfied with what's on TV, which brings me to my next question. Kings of Khan, the podcast. So I'm thrilled to hear that you guys are doing this. I think you guys are personalities that should be on the air all the time. How did this come about? What forced this? What was, was it the pandemic that you guys finally said, let's not let go of this brand. Let's bring this brand right now to a podcast, which seems like a no brainer, but what, what exactly was, the deciding factor, you and Rob going, let's do this and let's. <laughs> I'll let Rob start this because he was really the instigator of the whole. When we idea. when we first were uh, in lockdown, you know, back in like May, and I'd been bu- bugging Rich to do a podcast for a while, and he was always on the fence about it, and I was like, let's let's do it, let's just do a, let's do it, and I pitched it to him and said, how about the show is every every the show is and my guest is Richard Spate, and every week you're the guest. And he thought that was funny. And so we did it under the guys, and my guess is Richard Spade. And that was our show for like, we did nine of those. And it was really just a lockdown show. We talked about nothing. His kids would come in. I'd write songs and jingles throughout the thing. And then he talked to somebody who like did podcasts for real. And he was like, I think you need to widen your audience and go, because right now it's just two guys talking. If you knew me and Rich, it's funny. But if you if you don't, if you're wandering from this podcast, you're like, you know, right. don't care. So we thought, well, what if we do Kings of Con the podcast, and then we have on people who do conventions, not just Supernatural, but all different shows, you know, Psych and and Lucifer, and you know, our, all of our sh- friends from other shows, and and that that would be the podcast. So that's what we did. We kind of combined those two things. Yeah, while 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 still not losing the, it's about nothing. Our our motto is, if you tune in and learn anything about our guest, we haven't done our job. Um, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because it's you know it's not it's not an interview it's a conversation exactly. and it's just it's just being this the you know same ding dongs we were back when we were doing it by ourselves only we brought Tina in to to make it a little more professional and bring in other people to yeah. to join in the conversation and and it has led itself to be honestly I, I don't know I think Rob feels the same way very self serving in a way because we're like bored creative dudes in our individual homes about to go bananas and we're like well let's go bananas publicly (laughs) if we're gonna go bananas yeah go bananas uh for the world to see which was what the first first incarnation was about and now we just kind of check in uh on other people to see how they're going bananas you know and it's just because it's it's even though it's kings of con and it's you know a lot of people are from that universe we don't talk about conventions. For starters, there aren't any. Secondly, that's a little inside baseball for yeah, the whole thing. Totally. Like it's just more about, you know, what's spinning in your world type, right. type conversations. And so that's what that's where it 
And that's, first of all, I want to say I want to interrupt you because it's just nice to interrupt you and actually. Well, you have to. You gotta. Otherwise, I'll just. I want to say make... I want to say you're absolutely right about making it more professional with Tina's presence. So Tina, thank, thank you. you. Hey, thank uh, you. She classes it up for sure. <laughs> oh man, does she class it up? You should see her in the editing process. She's like. You're not gonna post that. Uh, no. You're gonna remove no. that comment. Cut. No, Rob, you're gonna you're gonna start wearing pants, or so help me. Um, you know, could you, just... could you guys stop leaving the room in the middle of the interview? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to say this is the longest time in probably twelve, at least eleven years that I haven't seen either one of you in, in person. person. Yeah. Yeah. Something about it's disturbing because. I think back and I think, man, I remember standing with Robin Rich on balconies on random, random hotels somewhere in mid, I don't know where, but America, we're somewhere overseas, we're somewhere looking at each other. And guys, we took for granted this mm. moment in time, this beauty, this cheers, this beer, this hug from a fan, this, uh, this monumental story, these, these experiences, and man, it like, strikes me in my soul and look i know this is in everybody's life we're all stuck here we all have to wear a mask we all have to do these things but there's something that when this all clears up and it will inevitably clear up that i think will hold close to ourselves like these special moments like life kind of means yeah. more to me now because so much has been taken away from me. Do you guys feel that at all? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all the things we took for granted. I mean, just meeting Rich for a beer in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like all those things are just like, oh, no, we can't do that anymore. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, Thanks. no, it's it's you. So we didn't you weren't in the Vegas convention. You weren't at the Vegas convention, were you? No. So when I was felt... the last time we saw you? So the last I had missed. So the last time you saw me was October or November of 2019. It's been a year. No, I just finished Shadowing Rich, and then I filmed the Hallmark movie, and then I think we had one convention. I don't know if it was October or November, but then I ended up missing the Australia Con in December, followed by the Missing the Las Vegas Con in early. Wow. That's been a year. Dude, it's been a while. It's weird. It's weird because like it's just been so long. That's so crazy. So it's such a strange thing to, you know, sit there and think about. Like, I don't yeah. really, I haven't seen any of my friends, like zero friends. I, I go to work, you do your thing at work and you feel like, oh, I'm so grateful I have a job and I feel fulfilled. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird experience as a human. I, and I know I'm not talking about anything new, but, you know. Yeah, no, it is. How have you guys been, I mean, you guys are just together a lot is how's that why, why, do <laughs> why do you just want to break out manny's, and laugh like, manny's yeah. twitching manny's eyes twitching <laughs> Good. it's hard it's like the two of you and your you know and mac your kid and... it's really good we've we've had so much time together and I think we were really praying for it for a while because he was always gone. Just yeah. like you, you know, with your family, yeah. he's constantly gone. You're away for a month directing or you're away for a week out of the country, numerous months of the year for conventions. Now he's here all the time, which is a lot. But <laughs> yeah. you know, his dad came into town for two weeks and drove up, which is great. He just had COVID too. Who did? His 
my dad. So in back in July, my dad was like, you know, he retired early in the year from in like January, just before all this hit, he sold his business. He actually made a really smart. Wow. He dodged a bullet, didn't he? Oh boy. Did he? Um, And so he was great. And so he's like, I'm going to drive out. I've, you know, he's my dad's 62 year old guy. He wants to be careful. I mean, he drove out here with just his kids and wore a mask and gloves in the RV. Um, He drove an RV from Florida, California, stayed with us for two weeks. The short long of this is he went back and Florida, as we know, is kind of the wild, wild west of itself and kind of doesn't abide by many rules. So they open things up and, um, you know, one thing led to another and it's very unfortunate how it happened. Uh, But yeah, my dad got COVID and then was hospitalized. Oh, wow. Hospitalized, dude. And, you know, they quickly, you know, realized he wasn't going to die and that he was just extremely ill and... You know, he had a fever for more than two weeks, like riding a fever. The funny thing is, is this is now three weeks ago and he still tests positive. Oh, really? Yeah. And he told me that the other day and he's like, he, it, it's not, he can't give it, but his system is still holding a positive test of COVID, which oh is crazy. God. That's crazy. So did yeah. he come out and see you after that or before that? No, no, no. Before that. I want to, I'm not letting him out here. I, I told my dad, I was like, understand something. When you stop and get gas, you better wear a glove and a mask because I have a job and I need to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> right. They depend on entertainment tonight. It's funny, guys. Like the same way so many fans depend on Supernatural and so many fans depend on these uh, these conventions. And now we try to do some virtual things to kind of give the fans a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. There are a, There's a huge amount of people that depend on you know, it's here in entertainment news. I know it sounds weird, but it uplifts a lot of people. And so mm-hmm. for me, I, I don't know. It means something to me to mean something to somebody. You know, I want to mm-hmm. be great and tell them about COVID and talk to them. Hey, I'm here. I'm dealing with COVID. We're looking at it. This is what it looks like. Hollywood will go on. We're going to make movies. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I told him. I was like, don't get me sick, dude. Like, yeah. in this house. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, we fought about it for two days and then he was like, yeah, all right, fine. I'm going to be very careful. And he yeah. was. Um, yeah. My, maybe- my, my brother uh, is coming out for Thanksgiving and, and, and I'm, he's nervous. I'm nervous, especially now, you know, things are starting to shut down again. We just had a talk right before this, actually. He's like, what, what do we do? And I was like, I don't know, man. I haven't seen him in almost two years. And my brother and I see each other often. So, yeah. you know, he, he since I, I don't live in the same city as him, we try to see each other twice a year. Anyway, yeah. so, uh, you, you know. Careful. Yeah. It's, you got to be careful. It's, yeah. Uh, eventually, and, and this is all, all, you know, politics aside, like, the economy can only stay completely closed for so long. And people have to really help and care enough to wear a mask they have Mm -hmm. to okay like it's not a partisan issue we we want to open up i want to be arm in arm with you guys at a bar accidentally spitting on both of you without worrying about it and the only way i'm gonna get back there is if we wear a mask and figure this out you know so yeah i want to vomit on on rich's shoes and have it not be yeah. a big of a deal, right? Just like well, all times. I'm urinating uh, on one of your open source. And like, uh, can't, can't we do that without passing disease? That's right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a, I'm gonna write a song now called "Can We Just Urinate on Each Other's Open Source uh, uh, on Rob's Open Source <laughs> without yeah. catching a disease." I wanna go back to a simpler time.
What are you going to do? That's a good song, Rob. Thank yeah. you. Um, I love seeing Macklin. I've never seen him with a shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he just turned around. That's awesome. I and love it. Work, he's getting shorter, too. So that's good. <laughs> like, his da- like his daddy. <laughs> that's a good point. Our bad. Our okay. bad. What did, he, um, what did he say? You're bad? I think he just fired you, Rob. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's got. So hey guys, too. it's been fun. Um, take care. He's a big. He's a big fan of Kings of Con podcast. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> You're um, fired. I was gonna say, oh yeah, so it's like strange, but like we're trying to educate him somewhat on what's happening as far as just everything go going on as far as you know the pandemic and quarantine and lockdown and also he's five and it feels young but like conversations about the presidency and that situation you know somewhat so like unfortunately that fire thing you guys know where it came from uh we don't have to laugh on it. yeah but you can imagine how he learned that one yeah you know but i think that's you're smart to have those conversations early yeah. only because it's part of like it's part of the system we're in and if the, if it's any sort of perspective People have been bitching about elections as long as there have been elections. That's right. You know, I mean, people are still chuffed that John Adams got 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 elected. Don't get me you know, started. A, but I'm just saying, like, we think our time is unique, but what the truth reveals over time is our time is not unique. That there are constant abrasions delivered to the the institution of democracy. And the goal is to have enough common sense within the populace to have those abrasions scab over a heel and you move on. I mean, I can think in my own voting life about times when I thought the worst thing ever was happening at that moment in an election. And I look back whimsically at those moments now because I'm emotionally wrapped up here. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, Michael Cudlett said something really interesting on our podcast that that I, I took to heart. He said, people don't talk about politics. People talk about the emotions they associate with their political view. That's not talking politics. That's talking opinion. It doesn't matter how you try to spin that into a, uh antiseptic view of a political situation. It's really not antiseptic. Now, there's things that should be sort of clinically analyzed in politics, vote count and, you know, that kind of thing that should be simply math and clear on the on the face. But, you know, you can always dig through and find deep-seated uh, complaints in that regard. But, you know, as much as they're complaining about uh, – and I say they because I'm not part of this. I don't. I don't agree with this argument. But there are people who listen to this podcast probably who think that voting machines were on the ha- on working on behalf of Democrats and were wired to switch votes. People thought the same thing in the Bush Gore election on the other side, or four so. years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it being four years ago. What was the argument? Were they thinking machines switch things four years ago? Not specifically that, but there was the argument after Trump. One that you know that there was that there was something they had report they were showing reports from like you know all the Democrats were complaining wanted some recounts like they never followed through with it she ended up the the thing that stopped it is is on the night of the election she finally conceded 
Right. But people continue to talk about it. It was a thing. Um, I just I just know that that democracy will survive this car wreck, and oh, yeah. that the you know the, the institution will move on, and it, it it will, and we will we will all be in another election cycle where we also think <laughs> shit has gone totally pear shaped. You know what I mean? We will live to be angry again about something else well, you're, in politics. You, I mean, I've never seen you not angry. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So this didn't trigger it. I was born like this. <laughs> um, guys, Life according to Rich. <laughs> so it's funny. Have either one of you seen Social Dilemma on Netflix? I imagine you have. Yes. Yes. Okay. So there's a podcast by that guy. Uh, I forget his name. Tristan. It looks like Tristan, but it's Tristan something. Uh-huh. Uh, just listen to it. And it was... Um, something extra Tristan Harris T R I S T A N. And so he's the main guy uh, in that movie. He is the reason that movie got made. Um, and he talks in depth on, on Joe Rogan's podcast about how severe and how critical of a time we are in because of the, the tubes of imp- information that we each are really creating for ourselves. And that like, there's so much of this, um, you know, like we're, we're, we're being fed the things we want to be fed sort of thing. So we believe our own truth. And if you only believe your own truth then everybody else has to be wrong, kind of leads to this divisive American spirit that we kind of seem to be in right now. Uh, it's just super interesting to talk how terrified, literally how terrified one of the creators of, you know, like Instagram and, and Twitter, they, they truly are. And he goes back. Is he wearing 3D glasses or yeah, those it's shades? Just, it's just shades. It's just his shades. God, he's so cool. Oh, yeah. See the shoes. Just Matt, so the, his son, they're Mandy and Matt's son, Macklin, just to describe it for those listening, just came by, shirt off, necklace on, sunglasses. Like a, some kind of hookah shell necklace. Yeah. And, so cool. Yeah. I think he just sold Matt weed. <laughs> he's wearing sunglasses, he's shirtless, and wearing a hookah shell necklace. It said something about, uh, you got to count that in my hand, man. I can't. I'm not... I'm not counting. That. He wants me to ask you guys a question because I've been I've been briefing him on. I don't know if you guys saw, but Ryan Reynolds, assistant, is my assistant now. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but so the Crudes Two movie came out. Emma Stone was interviewed by my son, and Ryan Reynolds saw. Hold on, I gotta tell him why you're asking me this. So Ryan Reynolds, who's a star in the Crudes Two as well, with Emma Stone and Kelly Marie Tran, all these fantastic people. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds saw Emma Stone's interview done by Macklin. Ryan Reynolds had his publicist call Entertainment Tonight and request not to be interviewed by me. (laughs) Um, And so when he was sitting there and I was off frame and I was, you know, kind of feeding him the questions, that's what he just did to me now. So that is what I'm going to do. He wants me to ask you this question. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I love that story. So So this uh, question is for Robin Rich. Robin Rich, who is your favorite person to hang out with in your own pack? And by pack, I mean your family. Hmm. I will, I'll go first. Um, I, I like the pack moving as a unit. Oh, because there's been so many years where the, where the pack had to separate for work. I had to go work or, machete had to go work and now out of town and now we're all in town 
And so we're actually taking advantage of that and really enjoying being uh, a five pack, if you will, and moving as a unit as much as we can. Bobo? Um, yeah, I mean, to be home with the kids, um, it's just, it's so precious. And I've been spending, both my kids are teenagers now. And so just equally the kids, my alone time with each of them. So my alone time with Audrey, my alone time with Calvin, he's 16, she's 13. And they're like young adults now. So like, I actually like hanging out with them, like as people, like you love your children, but like, Mm. you know, Calvin and I will be like, you know, fist bump and watch you know, you on Netflix and talk about video games. You know what I mean? He's like, he's because of lockdown and everything. He's like truly my son, but also probably my best friend right now, you know? Um, And uh, yeah. And Audrey's like just a little lady and talking about TikTok with her. Like it's just, it's fascinates me. So yeah. uh, Just equal time with them. Great question. That really has has been such a benefit of this. And I know like you said earlier, it's like we were almost praying for this, but this is the most time I've been, and, and obviously now it's substantially more time, but in the first three months, it was the most time I was able to spend with my five-year-old son since he's been born, consecutive days. Yeah. And her, since we've been married, it's, it, it's really crazy. And, and, you know, you really kind of like grab onto it in the, in the beginning. And, and now it seems ordinary and we'll probably miss this as the world opens back up eventually. But yeah, it was, it's the beginning. I almost was like, I hope I don't get COVID, but I'm so thankful to be here, you know, right now with yeah. these people. Yeah, you know, and I, I said that uh, on the podcast uh, some another time, um, and, I, and I don't want it to get misinterpreted because, uh, you know, people have different reactions to it, was that, you know, th- there is a blessing that, you, yes, it sucks that we can't go to the conventions. We love seeing people. We love seeing each other. We love doing that. But I did need a break. I did, yeah. You know, Rich and I are there from – beginning to end every convention sometimes three times a month two times a month it's just non it's just been non-stop and i love it but i needed a, a, to take a breath and spend time with my family you know um you know so you, you know do it for you so covid happened exactly yeah. it was god saying just take a breather everything's okay we'll get back <laughs> up and running. Yeah. don't you dare talk about yourself in the first person <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of mean texts, uh, hold mean on. Let's talk, let's touch on supernatural for a second, guys. There's so much going on and so emotional. And wait, what's today? Is this today? Tomorrow's the finale. Tomorrow's, Tomorrow's the, the uh, end of the show. This will this this podcast will come out after supernatural has ended. Has already happened. So we're recording this uh, podcast on Wednesday, November eighteenth. On Thursday, November nineteenth is the last primetime airing of supernatural and it's 15 year run How'd which you- by the way did you see this little piece of trivia november 19th 2020 supernatural ends november 19th 1976 carry on my wayward son dropped no mm-hmm. that's awesome. i saw that yeah i may be wrong on the year but like 74 76 but it's in same date mm-hmm. carry on came out crazy Amazing. Carry on, my wayward son. For those who don't watch Supernatural, is the song by the band Kansas, big hit in the '70s, and is the unofficial theme song of Supernatural. Yeah, that's awesome. So many millennials are so confused about what. <laughs> so, what is he talking about? Well, one um, thing that you know we all three have in common is that we were fortunate enough to be a part of this last season. Um, 
you know, which was very epic. It was, you know, it was, and I just, I just felt fo so fortunate to be a part of it. Yeah. And I actually got to watch, um, you know, I've been watching and like into really, you know, kind of getting my last fix of new episodes and Robbie, <laughs> quite a, it's quite an arc there. Yeah, you know? <laughs> quite an arc. Everything like, um, obviously I saw like the pictures, like there's been like those behind the scenes pictures of you guys sitting there and the rich film in his last episode and all that stuff. And like, as it set in, how did you care? Like, I know we care, we all care. We love a show. It's defined so much of our life, but like, is it, upon you is it affecting you that tomorrow is you know matt it's, it was funny because I, it was I, I felt like when i was up there shooting that last episode it was sort of bittersweet because it was going to be this big celebration where we were all going to go up and be there together as it ended and we didn't get to do that and so we, I, I i was so fortunate to be up there and you know it was sad it was surreal saying goodbye to like brad our our, our camera guy who's who uh who's Canadian and I don't know when I'm going to see Brad again. And we all yeah. love Brad so much anyway. Uh, but it didn't hit me in that like guttural, like sadness way until last week at my final episode when my final episode aired, you know, us three were, we're recurring characters on that show. So it wasn't like we would go to work every day, but it was always there. It was always there in the backdrop as, as a work possibility, as a show that was just there and happening. And just that idea that like, Oh, wow. Okay, so this is it. Like after this, I'm not on that show anymore. My journey's over. Just, that's when it really kind of got me. Um, Spate, talk to me about the wrapping that directing job too. Well, I I think that was I think that was I was the last guy to direct before COVID hit. So Rob returned to the show. Rob wasn't in my episode. Oh, Rob returned to the yeah. show gotcha. with COVID. Um, so I I was the last sort of if you will call it normal uh directing efforts and i think it i think um i think it's one of those shows that one of those moments for me that whatever my last experience was on my last day walking out of there is lives as what it was is as the end meaning there was no there was no rap party there was no going back and shaking hands there was no there was no thing that we were all expecting which is I mean, put your industry here and your job here for everybody listening. I'm sure that same thing happened to, to a lot of people with the, the dramatic shift in in commerce in the in the globe and jobs shifted and, and employment shifted. But for me, the supernatural journey, I think that feeling of kind of leaving it all in the field when you either act or in this case direct an episode and then going in with by the time I started editing COVID was a thing, so I had to edit remotely. I never went in the office, so I never went in the office. Like I, it's, and I know it sounds dumb, but like I was in that production office a ton. I directed four episodes in the last season alone. I was there all the time in Los Angeles, in Burbank, and so I was ready to go back in and do all my goofy photos that last time. You know what I mean? So there's none of that mm -hmm. shit happened, which of course first world problem, but I just never like whatever closure I thought I was going to get it closed the door closed before I experienced closure. So that is the closure. Right. It's the show that gets canceled four episodes in before you finish your, your first order. It's the show that gets canceled in the hiatus when you think you're going to go back and you don't, right. it's that moment. 
So yeah. it's that in medias rays sort of feel that, quite frankly, at my age and being in this industry, I'm used to. I'm used to sh- the rug getting yanked out from under me, you know, all the time. It's part of the business. So in a way, the show that I thought was a sure thing in terms of goodbyes and hugs and relationships, my old emotional defense systems just went boop. All right. So that's done. So I, you know, cause I, I felt like I put so much into that last episode as much as I could as a director and just, so that was that, that becomes the, the end of the show for me because we'll never assemble that group. We'll never get that group. Well, together. hold on. Let me ask you something. Do you think there's a chance now? And I'm asking this because it's so extraordinarily unlucky that we weren't able to have a rap party. Do you think there is a, a reality where at some point, and I don't know if it's next year or 2022, <laughs> but at some point where we all go to Vancouver and Maybe. try to do a rap party. If it's a self-generated yeah. thing, we'd have to do a Warner Brothers thing. We'd like, have to organize it. Yeah, yeah, but I think like at some point we'll owe that. You know, I think sure. we'll owe it to the crew and it's going to be up to kind of like the recurring guys like us to kind of light that. Yeah, and, and I think I think that's I think that's very possible. But we but what the realistic view of that is somebody won't be there. Somebody like what would have been won't be replicated, and so. And I can literally, I'm not even being hyperbolic. I can think of specific people that I'm like, oh, that fucker. I owe that guy a thank you. Yeah. I'll save it for the rap party. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. leaving set knowing that he actually doesn't want to say goodbye to me right now. He wants to load his truck and get the F home to his right. wife and kids. I'll save it for the night we all go out. That guy may not make the rap party. You mean like there's just going to be for me, for my journey, for what, who Richard Spate would like to high five and hug and thank, uh, there will be absences in that. And that's just the industry. That's that, just guy life. I mean, that's just... that guy burned bridges. That guy burned bridges and he knows who he is. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you know, that guy's guy, he's got to be, he's going to start a truck and go home. And that guy may not be there. No, you know what? That guy won't be there. <laughs> he's not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, but uh, Matt, what about you? You directed, um, was it 16 or 17? 15. 15. 15. Episode 15. And what was, was I know Matt's career better than Matt knows. He had to think about it. <laughs> when, when you, well, when you, when you, when you wrapped, did you think you'd be seeing those people again? I, I certainly thought I'd be seeing them again. It was very much kind of like what Rich said, where. You know, you kind of finish your episode and you go to the camera truck and talk to the guys and maybe have a beer. And then the guys that build the set walls and plug the plug in, like every guy, every guy and girl on that crew, you know, it's the end of a day. It's the, they got another episode starting tomorrow. They want to get home and get some rest and get it going. Yeah, totally. And so you do, you feel like that. You feel like, all right, you know, like I'm, I'm hugging and kissing everybody at this rap party. I'm going to have too many drinks with these people. I'm going to dance with people I don't even know. And you do, you picture that you have that moment. Um, and then, yeah, it's weird when, when it, when it all goes away. Yeah. Especially for supernatural, considering we are very much that family, right? We're yeah. very much that, like, let's have a couple too many drinks together and regret it, but tell stories tomorrow. Like yeah. we're those black group. Well, and, and, and the three of us were on that show very early in its run. And so we've known a lot of those crew people for, you know, 12, 13, 14 years. Um, I, I got lucky because on my last day after I wrapped, they were changing locations. I wrapped, they changed locations. So I was done, but the crew had a couple hours. And so Brad ca- camera operator and uh, Robin props. And I went and got a couple beers 
awesome. three or four at a at a bar. So I had my lone little like mini, yeah, uh, mini <laughs> rap party. So, um, you know, I had that. One of my favorite things about lockdown, I have to say, Matt, and and seeing you on on occasional on a Zoom, is that the piece that's coming off your glasses right now. What do you call that? This is this is called, or as Jared has titled it, this is Auntie Auntie Matt. So, yeah. so it's what do you call those? He things? says that out of jealousy. You know that, yeah. right? Like uh, glass I don't know, clips. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you call it. It's got like a little rubber band on the side. Right. It just hooks. On so it, it it hooks onto your eyeglasses, so you can take them off and rest them on your shirt. Or if you get super aggressive and you're like ah, and they jump off. Oh wow! Yeah. Does that happen a lot? I like I like that Matt has things that make him look like a, an ironic dickhead because he's so handsome. He's like, maybe if I put fucking a turd in my nose, but it's still, it, it'll still be it'll good. be quirky. And and meanwhile, it I'm having surgery. Good. I've got a team of people who put me together. Like this is what they went with. This was the finished product. This is as good as it gets. These are not prescription glasses. They're like, do something to cover your face. What's, like it's a whole thing. What's great is that it's all one piece, Rich. You just pull the beard. I know. And, and I just, the glass, the hat comes including off, including the eyebrows. It all comes off. <laughs> Oh, I miss you, people. Um, I miss you. Miss you too, man. Uh, miss you too. And Mandy, how you doing? You doing okay? I'm good. I'm holding up. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this, and I want I want an honest question, Mandy. This question's for you, and I'm dead serious. Okay. You're a mom, working your keister off, raising kids in lockdown, which is no trip to the beach. I don't care if it includes a trip to the beach. It's no trip to the beach. It doesn't. Do you? <laughs> and it's not. Do you have cocktails? Do you like? Is that something you do? Hold on. I'm going to have a cocktail right now while I find out what he wants for dinner. News from the world. With Frank Spate. Yes, my love. Uh, I love how Rich okay. well, we'll talk to Frank. He wants to know what he wants to know. The chair, did that go out to wait the death? Yeah, why did he like? Did that happen on purpose? His chair went boom. <laughs> Down to that was my level. emotion settling at my at, at my bottom. It was like, like my heart sinking. <laughs> I thought you did that on purpose. You turned to Frank and your seat went right down to Frank level. Well, I I did it with my heel, but it it was not not intentional, but it oh. sort of purpose. But Mandy, Mandy back to Mandy you. In a beach. I'm just curious if you that was you, Rob, having your own uh, quiet oh, fantasy. Uh, Mandy, oh. I was curious. <laughs> like, are you? Is it? Is it? Is your is your salve yoga or do you ever have a cocktail? Like, do you, yeah, what do you do to chill? Find Matt's gummy bears. What do you do? It's, I mean, yeah, I've been having some cocktails on certain days. I, he came home today, you know, limping around. He's scooting around in an office chair. And as he's trying to do it to get around the house, I'm like, listen, today was really hard. Cool. <laughs> like, and it is, it's so hard. It is. And, and we're trying to figure out what it is. And, through meditation and all these things, it's, we I don't have control. And that's what is causing a lot of tension in myself. Yeah. What can I, I, you, I need to get a hold of what I can control when it comes to being a parent. I can control where he is. I can control him sitting in his room if he's not gonna be acting correctly, but I can't control that he's not understanding seven plus 11 plus four. And that right. it frustrates me, mm -hmm. but, um, it's so hard to be his teacher and I'm trying really hard. Some days it's great. He loves me being his teacher. He loves it, but it's hard because he's gifted. I was not gifted. And so I'm trying to teach my, trying to teach Macklin 
who's somehow so intelligent and so gifted. And I, I know looking at him that I was three years older and struggling with what he's learning mm. now. So right. yeah, cocktails help. Yeah. I get it. Listen, I mean, I think that was really uh, beautifully stated. I, you know, I have a third grader and it's been the greatest gift of my life to have the time to be his instructor for the into second grade and into third grade. It is also, and this is, I'm saying this, if you don't have kids and you think this is awful, it's because you don't have kids. But I've also wanted to leap in front of moving cars. I just wanted to walk out there and just go, that car's speeding. You know, like right, right into it. Because it's also, there's a reason why when vocations come to you as a young person, teaching didn't blow through the breeze into my ears. Teaching young children. I, I, and I, and I love my own children and would do anything for my own children. It turns out teaching them poorly is one of the things I'm willing to do, but especially with Frank and the other two are a little bit older. The school's a little more involved. They're a little more self-sufficient. Oh, I'm out. With Frank, I am the curriculum instigator and, and I, it's been the greatest thing ever, but it's, it's testing me and it's testing you and it's testing parents who are the boots on the ground for the education factor with their kids tremendously. Yes. And it's, and it's every age for Rob, it's middle school and high school. For me, it's the youngers and going up and, you know, yeah. it just, yeah, for me, I mean, I can, I, I'm good at proofreading, you know, Audrey's papers, but honestly, Calvin's stuff, he's a junior in college. He takes a lot of AP classes. Like I, I junior in high school, I'm sorry, high in high school, <laughs> he's a, he's a junior in high school and he takes a lot of college level classes. I can't, I can't, I, can't, I, I didn't take some of the math problems he, he, he has. Like he asked me, I'm like, I have no idea. He's like, did you guys study <laughs> cosines? I was like, sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it's challenging. It's so challenging. I mean, and I might understand what I'm teaching him, but I don't understand how he doesn't get it. Mm -hmm. So trying right. to find that bridge of how do I explain to you what you're not understanding and it's 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 stressful trying because then I watch him start to cry. He'll cry, and then I get yeah. frustrated because I'm like, why? Why? What's making you emotional? And then I want to so badly as a mother just hold him and stop it. I don't want to. Don't worry about it. We don't mm. need to learn math. You don't need to learn how to read. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you need to learn all of this. This is all incredibly important. And so now I've had to go from the coddling and we'll just set that aside for a year to going no. I'm going to hug you when school's done. We'll talk about it. But right now, you're going to sit here for 20 minutes till you understand it. And so I'm like trying to get between the drill sergeant and the, the mm -hmm. hugging, coddling mother. And it's, it's, it's working. It's working. Here's, <laughs> guys, I say this with zero exaggeration. Macklin's so smart. He's, I don't feel comfortable talking to him. Like he's just, she does such an incredible job. And I used to help with homeschool back when I could. And now I'm like, everybody's smarter than me. And I'm like, I'll just keep on reading teleprompters on television. <laughs> it's crazy. She does an incredible job. And it's not like, oh, here's the curriculum. I ordered the first grade and kindergarten book. And I will we'll go through the curriculum as a school does. She creates her own curriculum. She brings in. Wow. Like, like she brings in nature and crafting projects and oh. all things that people aren't perhaps working on 
Macklin loves starting the class with the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag and things that, awesome. mean, things that mean a great deal to me, especially in a time when I'm not sure this country means the right thing to everybody. Mm, and right. like, well, there's, Macklin understands what's going on with, with Trump and Biden and, and she's teaching them this stuff. And I'm like, I'm so grateful. I, I also <laughs> tell him to keep it shut because we go to the store and he'll be like, and say something. I'm like, <laughs> he will happily call out your presidential preference if you have a, any sort of sticker on your car he'll let you know how he feels about who he feels wow and right listen to this really quick so again he's five today we're in school and i ask him a question can you find the verb in the sentence and or no i gave him words oh which is the verb and he goes well cover is a verb and a noun because if someone cover goes to cover themselves, that's a verb. Oh my goodness. You're talking about, can you go get the cover? Then it's a noun. I'm like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I don't even. <laughs> so smart. Wow. And you that's said, that's, awesome. that's funny because we haven't even covered that in this class. <laughs> so good for you, young man. Because when yeah, I. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny talking politics with Fletcher. It has. Uh, it's funny. You know, you notice how we speak about. Republican and Democrat, like one part is normal and the other part has lost their mind. And, and, and that's a, that's a little, like, I think we, like, I, I catch myself. I'm like, Hmm. Shouldn't be that extreme. I better slow my roll. Like it's not, that's not right. And, and talking to my middle son, he was like this one guy in class, you know, he thinks this. And you know, I was saying, but I think this, and I'm like, well, let me tell you something. So both of you understand. Neither you think either. You're repeating what your parents say. Mm. You you haven't formed your opinion about politics yet. You will. Right now, you're parroting what I'm saying. So don't get mad at his opinion because you don't have one yet. And don't get so proud of yours because neither do you. Like, wait until you are older right. and you remember what your dad said and your mom said and start researching on your own. And you might disagree with me. And that'll be a great day. And that's fine. But... Yeah. Slow your roll when it comes to arguing your point at this point, because you don't have a point. That's such an important fact that we've seemed to have lost, right? Like, how do you feel? Right, and it's okay to be on opposite teams and have a mm -hmm. discussion. Like, convince me why I should be on your side, and I'll try to, you know, like, let's have a talk rather than playing this tribal game of I'm gonna kill your side, you kill my side. Like, agreed. We've definitely lost our way. We've certainly lost our way. And I speak for myself and as well as all the people around me. I mean, it's truly social networks. And I hate to be this guy because I feel like now I sound like that old dude. But I, we've put ourselves in this position. We've wanted to get to this position. Um, and we got here. And now yeah. the thing is, how do you figure out that, oh, boy, where we have just gotten is not the best place. It doesn't matter who's president. We've gotten as a humanity to a bad place, and we need to figure a way out of it. We need to figure a way out of it. And we will. No I, think it, I think it'll happen. 70 million people think this, and 70 million people think that. And don't tell me, oh, your 5 million make the decision. That's wrong. We're divided in half. We need to figure it out. Right. Yep. We need to talk and understand each other and educate each other. That's yeah. just it. That's all. And Rich, that's a great point as far as especially talking to the young ones. You're right. He's 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 reflecting how I feel. And I don't know that how I feel is correct. I don't, I honestly don't. 
I've questioned my political sightings a hundred times during this thing on purpose. I played good with myself. I, and, I, and I'm going to add to your point about like being able to talk to somebody on the other side and have a debate about it. There's also a really healthy world in which you have a conversation with somebody with whom you don't share political views. You have that conversation. You don't ever see to eye to eye on it and you still clasp hands and go have a beer and who gives a shit. Right. Like it's okay not to agree. It's okay not to come to agreement. What's not okay is to resent each other for being on opposite sides of the conversation because the teeter totter is only fun on the park. If there's somebody on either side. Yes. And yes. that's how it becomes a fun game. Otherwise it's two assholes sitting on the same side in the dirt <laughs> and that's not fun. Yeah. Nobody wants to sit in the dirt really. No. We didn't even, and, and, and that, I know we're at the end of our, our rope here, but we didn't even Sorry. talk to Matt about his injury. Like, we did the whole thing. We skipped it. You know what I'm saying? We skipped the whole injury. Can you give us the injury? Give us the highlight reel, Matt. Walk us through the injury real fast so people so aren't sad. left wondering. So it's late Sunday afternoon and the sun's setting and my son wakes up from a nap feeling peachy and excited that he's still alive, lives to play with another toy and go outside and scream and run around like every young five-year-old would. Of course, his dad, I had two glasses of champagne for lunch because he was having a great Sunday and finished painting the exterior wall of the north side of his house. And he was feeling he couldn't be any more of a winner this afternoon. It already well, hurts. his son comes down the stairs with his glowing red cheeks, fresh face from his lovely nap. Dad says, you know what, buddy? Let's go outside and run around. Oh, wait, I've never taught you how to skip. Let's go outside. I'm going to teach you how to skip. So we slide open the doors and the fresh birds land on our shoulders and the wind's blowing in our face. And I walk down about a good 20 yards and I kind of really stride as if I'm Jessica Rabbit walking the, walking the boardwalk. I'm really like strutting down and feeling good about myself. And I turn around and I go, hey buddy, this is skipping. No exaggeration. I then slowly push off my right foot, land on my left and go to push off the left when all of a sudden it sounds like I was hitting the back of a head with a frying pan attached to the front of a freight train attached to the front of a cannonball. You heard it. You're going to hear it because I'm going to talk to you in like a second. like a gunshot. Wait, you yeah. were videoing at the same time? Well, we have security cameras. <gasps> you can hear it on that? Genius. Yeah, man. This I've, is show, genius. I've shown the boys. It's crazy. Why didn't you lead with this? <laughs> well, you, Rob, in the re-edit, re you can make this the opener. Yeah. You see in the video his complete confidence of being like, this is how you skip. <laughs> Crack. Oh, yeah. So upon get, I just sent it to Rob. Rich already has it. I, oh, I you sent, can't. Can we play it on the podcast? Yeah. You, yeah, you can play, play it, Rob. Play just, it. You know, you should put like a like a like a. Here. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Like something. a graphics. Graphic. Wait, can I graphic. can I play it now, or do you want me to wait? No, hold on one second. Okay. So I, upon getting smacked in the back of the head, my you know Mandy and Macklin are like twenty yards away from me, and upon getting cracked in the back of the head, which I was sure somebody threw something at me. I was certain I feel this burn, like as if somebody, you know, I, I can only compare it to what I imagine. I hope I never experienced this, what it feels like to be shot. There was a burn so intense in my leg that I fell down and hit the floor. No, no, hold on, let me finish. Hold on. And I fall to the floor and I grab it and I knew exactly what happened. I knew 
you just know for some reason what happened. So I grabbed the Achilles and I ball up and I'm going, no, 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 no. Cause I knew for whatever reason, my body knew that's what happened to myself. Mm. And I look up and Mandy's there and she's panicked. And I look even further and I see my little guy and he's super upset. And I, you know, try to regain enough composure to get Mandy to go take him and get him to realize that it wasn't that big of a deal. And she went to get a walking stick because I didn't know what to do next. I didn't want to go to the hospital because of COVID and they were just going to give me crutches and send me home. So, you know, I waited out and stuck it out that night and went the next morning, but. I thought that he had stubbed his toe at first because he acted the same way with a stubbed toe. <laughs> <laughs> stubbed toes are the worst. Okay, here it he is. Tells Good those to know. Stories. This is yeah. it. This is the, the audio of Matt Cohen. Uh, what are we calling it? Bursting your. Skipping. Yeah, um, so I ripped I, I ripped the solaris muscle in half. I no. I ripped the plantaris ligament in half and a partial tear on the Achilles. Yeah. That's a boring title. Let's go with here's Matt Cohen skipping and ripping. There you go. <laughs> oh. The sound of Matt Cohen breaking his Achilles. That's incredible, Matt. That's well, I'm glad you're okay. That's that's traumatic. That video is traumatic, actually. And Mandy's reaction, like that's it was You know it's funny that I showed it to Frank and Frank literally he he watched it and he's like Matt's so funny. I'm like, yeah, Matt's hilarious. I don't think Matt's I don't think Matt's kidding. Unlike Dada, Matt Matt's not joking. <laughs> oh, that Matt. <laughs> he's incorrigible. And Macklin was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to try skipping ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there God. Your, yeah, there goes your skipping career. Sk yeah, skip to the loo, my darling, my eye. <laughs> Forget it. I'll walk to skip the loo. Skip class. You skip class. I'll walk to the loo. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this has been a fantastic opportunity yeah, to catch up. We, we'd normally, we, we have like a 60-minute curfew with people, but you're Matt Cohen and Mandy you're Cohen. Cohen. And, we, and you're Mandy. And Macklin Cohen. You can't, uh, Macklin. we can't let you go that easy. So thank you the for power trio. spending your evening with us. We, we appreciate it. <laughs> uh, we got to do it again. Yes. Uh, but it's seriously been too long to have seen your face and actually have a conversation with all of you. Congratulations on the Emmy, which I haven't uh, mm. even... Honestly, giving you the high five for congratulations, well done, and you know, Macklin, congratulations on becoming a correspondent on television. Absolutely, yeah, you're doing the a great job. Ryan Reynolds interview. There you go. Um, no. We're gonna um, we're gonna sign off, but stay on for like two minutes, Matt. I want to ask you a couple of things. Uh, I will. Thank hey. you for listening to our podcast. Thanks for being on it, guys. Thanks, everyone. What a pleasure to see all three of you. Such great memories. I miss you all so much, and. Man, God only knows, but hopefully we get together soon, sooner than later. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Bye, buddy. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye, Mandy. Bye, Mac. Bye. Bye. It's a king's a